0: challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to The Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Thanks for being here with me on The Great Man Podcast. I really appreciate the tribe that is gathering around this. Let's make great men. Before I dive into my topic for this podcast, I want to remind you of my podcast last week and of the fact that we are heading into Latin America this year. Uh, my book Mansfield's book of manly men is being translated into Spanish. That's giving us an opportunity to do many huge men's events in Latin America. And for the first time in the history of great man, we need your financial support. I'm asking you to give, I'm asking you to help your Latin American brothers. I says as I said on the podcast, and I'll say very briefly here, cause I have other things to talk about. Uh, none of that money will go to fund anything inside of great man. It won't be buying pencils. It won't be buying computers. It'll all go to Latin America. We have open doors. We have opportunities. And as I said extensively in the last podcast, there are some serious manhood crises in Latin America that we want to help address. We need your help. I funded uh, Great Man, all that we've done with Great Man thus far myself. It's been a privilege, but now we're turning to a more of a global reach and we're going to need your help in the days to come. Check out our social media, check out greatman.tv website and see how you can contribute. Uh, we want to make a difference down there. And I want you guys in North America, we're well off. We, we we are carrying the message of great manhood in our souls. I want you to give a little bit to help us reach these Latin America men. Okay, done. I'm not going to do a lot of fundraising, but I I wanted to repeat that uh, statement once again. I want to talk to you about something in this podcast that is personal uh, and that veers a little bit into life coaching, but let me give you some statistics to start this off. What I want to talk to you about is that you are likely to be surprised by how long you live. Now, that may, may, may sound weird, maybe an odd way to start a podcast, but I am keenly aware that Men living today, particularly in North America, which is most of my listeners, but I've got listeners all over the world, all men everywhere on the earth are likely to be surprised by how long they live. And I want you to think about that, and I want you to consider it. And it has to, it leads to some practical things that we as men, especially those, those of us trying to be righteous, great, noble men, need to ponder and need to put into practice in our lives. The, the the simple fact is that for many many decades for most of american history let's say the 20th century the assumption was that a man would pretty much be getting older and retire around the age of 65 our social security systems built on that uh, mandated requirements uh, retirement requirements in some kind of companies are mandated on on that are based on that uh, it was based on uh, you know earlier demographics and actuarial tables and and it was a way of just simply averaging out when the average person might want to just you know slip into retirement. Well, that is so obsolete that is it is almost a form of deception, and it's going to cause us to get in trouble as a country, as a people, and certainly as men, which is my focus here in this podcast. Uh, the fact is that. Many of us will live far beyond sixty five Of course, that was the assumption that people would retire and and live beyond sixty five originally. But we're going to live so far beyond sixty five on average that uh, we need to be ready for that i I think that many of the men men living today, are going to find themselves, and this is statistically true, are going to find themselves in their 90s or even 100. So if you were thinking about retiring at 65, if that's how you oriented yourself, you may have decades more that, by the way, in which you're healthy, uh, in which you want to have an impact, um, and you may find yourself if you were if you were planning for a retirement at sixty five and death by seventy, you may find yourself thirty years beyond those expectations and preparations. So let me just give you some some numbers to think about. The, the average age in America is uh, 38. I'll just use the United States as an example, and I do not mean to, ma- mean to make you guys from other countries think that I'm ignoring you. I just can't do every country at once. And the U.S. is a good example. That's actually older. You know, the average age in the Philippines, around 22, 23. The average age in Iran, 24. Um, in other words, England, Europe, the U.S., older. Part of it's abortion. Uh, part of it is valuing small families, et cetera. So that's the average age. That's the mean age, okay? But life expectancy in the United States is right around 79 years old or 80 years old, okay? So the average person is expected in America to live around 79, 80 years or so. Now, you may have heard recently that life expectancy in the U.S. is dropping, but that those numbers, the, 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 the people who are using new numbers and saying it's more like 77 or 76 or something, uh, those numbers are skewed by the op- opioid crisis. We had a lot of people die in this crisis, this plague of opioid abuse, and so our numbers dropped a little bit. But the fact is that they are kicking cancer in the backside. The fact is that nutrition and the things we're learning about aging, uh, even even recent news showing they're getting on top of Alzheimer's and figuring out what to do with that. The fact is the average person is going to live a lot longer than they expect. Right now, the official life expectancy is 80, but it's rising dramatically. And remember, that's an average. If you avoid addictions, if you don't drink yourself to death, if you don't kill yourself with suicide, all those, all those factors are, are worked into these numbers, by the way, you are very likely to live well into your 80s or into your 90s. And some of us, of course, with good genes, and, and if we do things the right way, we'll pass 100. There's just no question about that. I mean, just recently, we were hearing the news about somebody who's 116 years old and still kicking. Um, my mother-in-law died in her mid nineties and just about a few years before she about ran Bev and I to death going around DC. She was healthy almost till the end. And that's the way it's going to be for a lot of us. So I want you to adjust your thinking a little bit. If you've been thinking I'll work my job till 65 and then I'll retire and I'll sit and I'll collect social security and I'll, uh, you know, rock my grandkids on my knee and just kick back. Uh, you are very likely to be in that state for 30 years. Uh, So it's it's an important thing to consider. For example, consider this. Uh, A lot of you are probably boomers or, or tweeners, people who are a little younger than the boomers. Let's say you're 60 years old. If you are 60 years old, then 40 years ago, you were, let's say, arguably in college, or at least you were 20 years old, okay? So 40 years old, you were, 40 years ago, you were about 20. Let's say you were in college or the Army, you're starting off whatever job you were doing, Okay. Think about those 40 years. Think about how long ago that was. Well, it's not going to be that uncommon for many of you listening to me to live another 40 years. Again, I'm I'm asking you to think in terms of you being 60. Most of you probably aren't that old, but if but imagine for a moment that you're 60, you're going to live possibly, likely, increasingly as long uh, as 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 much longer as the number of years between the age of 20 and the age of 60 for a person who's 60 right now. In other words, it's very likely that almost all of you, again, if you don't kill yourself and don't, if you don't get addicted, get addicted to something and don't, if you take care of yourself and don't, don't, hit the, don't, don't die in, an act, in a disaster of some sort, you're very likely to live almost another 40 years. Now, I want you to think about that time perspective. I can tell you that Stephen Mansfield at the age of 20 um, was a decent guy, but he's a nitwit. (laughs) I didn't know a tenth of what I know right now. 40 years. Now, think about living another 40 years. Think about how much money you've spent in the last 40 years. Think about how much you've learned. Think about how many changes you've undergone. Think about what new perspectives you've had. Think about maybe even the career changes and the remaking of yourself. Well, that's going to have to happen again. So I'm saying a positive thing, but it comes with some sense of responsibility. All of you listening to me, all of you men listening to me are very likely to live much longer than you think. And that's going to come with some responsibility. It's a great thing. It's a joyous thing. But my first statement, my first practical step is don't believe, don't buy into uh, the indication that you get, the, the the symbols that you receive, the understanding that you receive from those who speak in terms of a retirement around 65-ish. That's, that is folly. That is so outdated, it's not even funny. Even by the current uh, average life expectancy in the U.S., you would retire at 65 and live another 15 years. And by the way, that life expectancy number is outdated already. So it, it could already be 20 years. Uh, you see what I'm saying? You, you not likely aren't going to save enough. You're likely not going to want to stop. You're going to be more healthy than, than any, any other generation's been at the age of 65. Do not prepare and do not believe the stats that tell you that you should prepare to simply step out of life, relax, sit back, do nothing, have no job, have no purpose, just consume as of the age of 65. You won't be happy. You won't be fulfilled. You won't be filling your de- fulfilling your destiny. And by the way, you could be in serious financial crisis. I'm not going to get into whether Social Security in America is going to last uh, as long as you're going to live, but I think you're smart enough to know, and you've read the same stories I have. It's not very likely. So you've got to have some other plans, man. You've got to have some community. You've got to have some, what the kids call side hustles right now. Are there other ways of making income, even into your old age? So- So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Very, very important. Another thing, number two, is that as I've, I wanna use a word that I've just used again, and that is makeover or remake. The fact is that the average man uh, remakes himself or has a makeover. I'm not using that in the sense of, you know, makeup and and women's makeovers, but, but will be professionally remade or have to retool himself repeatedly in his life. In fact, one of the arts they ought to be teaching in schools, in professional schools, is how to uh, come to the end of a season, professional season, and then remake yourself, have a rework yourself into a new role. You'll ha- you'll step into new careers, you'll step into new trajectories, you'll do new kinds of work that draws from what you've done previously, but that is not exactly the same. That has certainly been the case in my life. I won't go into it now. I think most of you who are a little bit older, let's say in your fifties, uh, you can look back and say, Yeah, I've I've had I've had two or three different seasons or, or phases of my work life. I've done two or three different professions. Um, and you may do more. And some of us are going to find that from 65 on, we're going to do even more. I mean, there are things, quite frankly, I don't mind telling you, I'm planning to do. I won't even get, till, get to till I'm in my 70s, but I'm planning to launch them at about that time as an extension of what we're doing here at Great Man. It also means, by the way, that you need to think about your health differently. Nothing will be worse than for you to live decades after the age of 65 or or live a long life but in ill health. It will drain your money. It will... Be a serious downer to your family and those you love, and it will not allow you to do the things that you're made to do. It also won't allow you to earn, by the way, not the most important thing, but it certainly is in the top five. And so you want to take care of your health. Look at yourself. Look in the mirror. Think about whether you're seeing your doctor regularly. Are you taking vitamins? Are you trimmed down? Are you staying healthy? Do you have a good workout regimen in your life? Uh, Don't be afraid of doctors. Go see them. Have a good doctor. Listen to what he says. You might very well live into your 80s or your 90s. And by the way, pay attention to health information. Use apps that are news aggregators and make sure you have help, men's health. I don't mean the magazine, but, but information about health for men, uh, information coming your way because some of the stuff that they, they have told us is just wrong. It's the opposite of good health. I'm always with some friends of mine that I get together with regularly. We always laugh at the guy who's 106 and says, yeah, I've had a cigar and a glass of whiskey every day. (laughs) Turns out that wasn't the big issue in his health. The big issue in his health was that he was healthy and he didn't overeat and he walked five miles a day and he had a good family. You know what I mean? And he had work that he loved. In other words, the emotional factors, the non-stress factors, those are the things as well as, of course, some genetics that led to a long life well, you want to be healthy. You want to be healthy. Then also, of course, you're going to have to pay attention to your money. You're going to have to invest. You're going to have to be wise about insurance. You're going to have to be wise about setting money aside. You're going to have to be wise about having, you know, the key to wealth they say in the the inspirational world is multiple income streams. You don't just want to have one job you do for 40 years. You get the watch, you retire, you sit down at 65. You won't likely have enough money. So you want to think about the multiple income streams you want to have. Do you want to have rental property? Do you want to have create things that get sold? How else are you going to find yourself besides the retirement from your, your career, your whatever social security might be available, um, and, of course, your, your savings? I suggest that we consider that a different light. That's not the purpose of this podcast, but I love you enough to want to talk to you about that and make sure you're thinking about it. And then finally, I want you to think about your legacy as a man. I want you to think about your legacy as a man. This is really where I want to go and I'm only going to take a couple of minutes with it. I want you to think about the fact that you might live till you're 90 or 100 and you might know your great-grandchildren. I hope you do. I hope every man listening right now knows his great-grandchildren. I hope you're shooting hoops with your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren are coming over to yell and scream at the football game and arguing with you about how to make the nachos or whatever. I hope you're that active, that alive, that engaged. And I'm telling you, that you've got to think about your legacy as as a man. What are you leaving for the next generation? What kind of things are you building? What kind of traditions? I've talked about this in other podcasts, and I will again, but I have traditions with my children. I have things that I've built in. We do them around the holidays. We do them through the year. We talk to each other a certain way. We have traditions built in. We have rituals that we do. Um, more than I want to list right now with the time I have remaining, but how are you doing that with your children? How's that being passed on to your grandchildren? What kind of trips can you take? Should there be an annual trip of all the men in your family? You know, your, your two sons and your three grandsons and, you know, and maybe who knows one, you want to extend that to the uncles and the, what have you brothers in law? Maybe not the brothers a lot. No, I'm just teasing. But but you want to extend that to all the men. How how are you doing that? How are you building a manly legacy? How are you building something that's passed from generation to generation? Yes, it's books. Yes, it's videos. But it's also something more. How are you um, doing an initiation at the age of 13 for every young man in your family? Uh, how are you doing that? Uh, your version of the of the Jewish bar mitzvah that I admire so much where they make 13-year-old males a son of a covenant. How are you doing that? What are you passing on? If you die tomorrow, what will be passed on to the next generations? But if you don't die tomorrow and you live to ninety or a hundred, how will you keep those things alive? How will you fund them? By the way, I've got men. Who in, in my life right now, who literally lay aside money every year for a men's trip from their family. As long as they're alive, they will go to it's not real expensive. It can be a couple of cabins in a state park where they, you know, fish and carry on and cook over the fire and yell and scream and watch man movies and light up a fire and no women allowed for a week while they all just talk about manhood and impact each other and love each other and. You know, talk smack and have fun. How are you going to build a manly legacy in your family line? I bet you didn't have it passed down to you. It's not likely, some of you did, but it's not likely that you had it passed on to you. But how are you going to build it, erect it, and pass it on for the generations to come? So the solution here, the, 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 the core issue is that you are likely to live much longer than you think. Start planning that way. You know, there's a, there's a, A a little flippant maxim that I've always enjoyed, live every day as though you were were your last because one day you're sure to be right. Well, it's just that that day may not be for quite some time. So live that way. Live like and impact people like you're going to live forever. And when you die, you die. We're all going to die. But what will you have left in the lives of others? And will you have left in your previous 20, 30 years before you die complete misery, be, misery, because you didn't prepare, you didn't save, you weren't physically healthy, and it was all drudgery. And you know what? I'm going to say a, a really harsh thing here. I don't want to die with the people around me gra- grateful that I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to have been such a burden and have it be so miserable and be so poor and have to be, have my kids having to support me, etc. that anybody's happy that I die. I want the whole, everybody I know to be Just grieve that I'm gone because there's a loss, because I meant something to them, because I did things in their lives that made a difference. I want the same for you. This is one of the great arts of being a great man. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's Two Essential Books for Men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Building Your Band of Brothers as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.